Views expressed by program hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. This program is for entertainment purposes and is not for the purpose of, nor should be construed as, providing financial, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Should the IRS tax proof of stake rewards as regular income? Will a bipartisan group of congressmen say no way on this edition of your Cardano Update? Hello and welcome to the show. I'm James Keever with United States of Cardano. Today is Saturday, September 5th, and we've got Rebecca, the crypto CPA, joining us here in a few minutes to take your questions and to give us her take on a letter signed by four congressmen addressed to the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service, Commissioner Reddick, acknowledging proof of stake and suggesting tax policy should not dissuade U.S. taxpayers from holding proof of stake cryptocurrencies. And this is our comment that the current tax policy arguably does dissuade U.S. tax payers uh, from holding cryptocurrencies that have the proof of stake consensus algorithm. Now, we're going to post a link to this letter in the description of the video. And uh, the letter is interesting on several fronts. Well, first, that Democrats and Republicans can even find one thing to agree on. I had to pinch myself to make sure I wasn't sleeping. Second, the fact that proof of stake has caught the attention of some congressmen so much so that they publicly reach out to the IRS is pretty, prof it's pretty profound in of itself. And they have a point. Current tax policy is vague and the support for proof of stake is not really anywhere where it needs to be. And I'm not just talking about the IRS. I'm looking squarely at you, Daedalus, IOG, a spreadsheet with total rewards like, it's useless. I can see my total rewards right there in the wallet in front of me. Why do I need to click and download a spreadsheet that I need to open in a special program just to find out that my rewards total is there? I mean, the IRS wants to know what you've got and how much it was worth when you got it. Not just the total. I'm going to have to work out some averages. I mean, the information just isn't available. So, my point is, IOG, you usually do things really, really well. But this is reminding me that you're human. And I guess that's a good thing in the end. But it would be really nice if that spreadsheet had a little bit more data, maybe per epic, uh, what the rewards distributions were. And if we could tie an oracle in there that could give us a reliable price, that would just be icing on the cake. But I digress. Joining me in the studio is Rebecca Samuels, a certified public accountant who specializes in crypto. Rebecca, welcome back to the show. Thank, thank you for having me. Now, have you had a chance to look at this letter? What's your take on it? Oh, you must be talking about the final proof of stake letter. Yeah, I thought it was actually kind of interesting. We had a bipartisan uh, committee come together to uh, send a letter out to Commissioner Reddick regarding cryptocurrency taxation and, and, and specifically proof of stake. So they're saying that... Um, hey, you know, this is new technology. We don't want to dissuade people from using it. So therefore, we have to have tax-friendly laws that promotes the use of cryptocurrency, proof of stake, blockchain mining, so on and so forth. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I definitely did too. Now, you know, and this is kind of off the script here. It just occurred to me. The IRS has really gotten a bad rap when it comes to the media. Do you think this might be an opportunity for them to you know, maybe reach out and um, maybe do a little bit of, obviously the tax law around proof of stake needs to be finessed, right? I mean, right. 
Do you think this I is think, an opportunity um, for them to actually come out and uh, kind of engage and uh, work with the community and maybe do some um, reparative media relations, I guess? <laughs> well, I'll say, I, I do think the IRS, it's not like they haven't done anything in this arena. Um, there, there are definitely... Uh, a couple of people that are involved in the IRS, I won't say any names, but there's some high level people involved in the IRS that are also involved with cryptocurrency and they want to merge the two harmoniously. So I would say they have started, but I definitely think um, this is a good opportunity for, again, the IRS, taxpayers to come together and say, okay, how can we make this so that it works for both of us? I've been involved with cryptocurrency taxation since 2017, and that's been one of the most, um, that, that, that's one of the ideas that I've always said, hey, we need to make this work together because unless you just don't like the government and you don't want the government involved, period, or if you don't like crypto and you don't want crypto involved, period, it, it's not going to work to have one or the other. We should try to balance both. And that's something that I've, I've said for years. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now, we've gotten a couple questions since your last visit, and I started a list. Our first question came from a YouTube comment, actually, from the last time you were on. Um, are staking rewards taxed at regular income rates? Hmm. So um, that depends on exactly what the individual means. So um, just so that we can go back and talk about what we spoke about in the last video, when you stake, that's income as received. Now, there's two forms of income, income you worked for, or income that you don't, more or less, you know, passive income, active income. So in this case, it would be passive income because you're not actually physically doing the work. You're holding um, you're holding a lot of a particular cryptocurrency and you'll get staking rewards for holding that amount. So this is passive income. It would go by your regular tax rates. And just keep in mind, your regular tax rates is depending on your entire income. So if you have a job, if you have a business, if you uh, rent property, if you uh, trade stocks and you do cryptocurrency, all of that income determines what your tax bracket will be. And obviously it's a lot more complicated than that. I'm really trying to give you the oh, no, cookie no, that's, cutter. That's clear as mud. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. All right, next question. Uh, it came from Telegram also. How do crypto holdings, either on an exchange or in an offline wallet, work in events like divorce or bankruptcy? Hmm. Well, that's a good question, but it's definitely a legal question. So I would advise anyone that has any of those concerns to talk to their attorney. But I would imagine it's going to go the same way as if you, you know, held $100,000 of cash in your bank account or if you hold other assets. Um, if there's a bankruptcy, I'm pretty sure that's going to be factored in. I know for a fact that um, the IRS has started asking about crypto um, holdings for clients that are interested in getting like a OIC, an offer and compromise, or a CNC, which is a currently non-collectible status for any tax debt they owe. The IRS has started asking about that information. I would imagine that other legal documents are also doing the same thing. They want to know what type of assets do you have, what type of assets can be sold to come up with fiat cash to you know, settle off whatever's happening in your life. So again, even though this is a question for an attorney, I do believe that 
it's probably going to go the same way as if it, if it was cash or any other type of asset. All right, perfect. I hear you. Now, finally, someone on Telegram commented, and uh, this is what they said. We need a separate tax initiative for crypto as it doesn't really mesh well with the legacy system. For example, you trigger a taxable event when you trade Bitcoin for altcoins. Now, how would you, Rebecca, how would you change the tax code or system to work in harmony with crypto? Yeah, that's a very good question. I do believe that crypto needs its own tax laws and not like something like not like borrowing from stocks or something like that. But at the same time, we do have to realize that any crypto investor, once they've converted their current holdings into something else, whether it be fiat cash, whether it be another crypto, they are recognizing either a gain or a loss on that transaction. And in that case, I would have to say, you know, sorry, guys, but I think the IRS is right. Um, because, again, if you paid $100 for Bitcoin, you know, back in 2014, 2015, and then you sold it in early December 2017, there is a huge gain to be realized. You're able to buy more of another cryptocurrency. You're able to get more cash back than what you've put in. And, and in that case, I think, you know, us crypto holders need to be cognizant of that. But specifically, I mean, there are some items that we do want to make sure we are not hindering, um, you know, in regards to like staking, we want to make sure that people are involved in this process. We want to make sure the technology is being developed, it's being utilized and developed. And we are not going to be able to do that if people are too scared to get in mm -hmm. and participate and stake if they feel like, well, how much taxes am I gonna have to pay? I don't have the money for this, I can't cover this. So in that essence, um, if I could change one thing about cryptocurrency taxation, it would be how do we tax the gains received when, when someone has a gain in cryptocurrency, how do we tax that without it being a detriment to the actual taxpayer? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It is, um, you know, there's anxiety there when you're wanting to follow all the rules and you've been heavily involved in crypto. You know, I, and I can tell you I've felt this. This is like my third year and I'm really just kind of having a, a headache about it. But I, I want to do things by the book because I believe strongly that in time this investment is really going to pay off. So I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. Uh, Rebecca, I just uh, Rebecca Samuels with Pythagoras, um, uh, which is your accounting firm. Um, if anyone's got any questions for you, they can get you at info at Pythagoras.com. You've also got a Facebook page, facebook.com uh, slash Pythagoras. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us. For you viewers out there, now if you've got a question for Rebecca, please leave it in the comments and we'll be sure and ask her when she comes back next time. Now it's time for everyone's favorite, get to know that SPO. Here with me today is Shweta, all the way from Virginia, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from where we're recording right now. Shweta with Keyblock Stake Pools. Wow, you're running two pools. That's gotta keep you busy. Yes, it is, but I'm kind of loving it. <laughs> Good. Can you start by telling our audience a little bit about yourself and your pool? Sure. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for having me on your show. And uh, my name is Shweta, and I'm a PhD in biotechnology. Currently, I'm working as an associate in a medical college here in Virginia. 
And I am a key blog uh, cardenostic collaborator with the stickers KIBC1 and KIBC2. I'm curious, how did you get interested in crypto? How did you get started doing this? Well, it's a kind of a, a story that actually I found information about crypto in 2017. And basically, I was involved in that time with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and I was very active on Steemit, and although I know about Cardano. And then I, as you know, like I'm a research person, so I always prefer to go with the research. So I went through white paper of Cardano. So, and that too, actually, I saw so many uh, presentation, whiteboard presentation from Charles. He broke down everything in such a perfect way. So anyone can understand all those presentations. So everything got clear to me and I found like this blockchain project is really a game changer. So I thought like, let's just uh, start jump into it. And I found everything so interesting at that time, though it is like required a lot of research and time. Uh, but uh, finally, I got the concept and now I'm feeling like it's really promising. Yeah, I mean, Gil, when you talk to people in the space, they'll tell you that whiteboard video is how they fell in love with Cardano and Charles. And it's the same story for me as well. That was just uh, a game changer. I remember just after I saw it, like being days walking around like I have to be involved in this project. Well, we're really glad to have you on and learn a little bit about you and your pool. It would be great to talk to you again in the future. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure is online. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for us today. And you know the drill. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're looking for a pool to stake with, United States of Cardano is looking for you, ticker USA01. But as always, we just want you tuning in, even if you don't stake with us. To all you laborers out there, happy Labor Day. Hope you enjoy your Monday off. And for those of you out there who don't labor, well, it must